Welcome to Children's Ministry Monthly, a podcast focusing on the needs of normal, everyday children's ministers. We all started in the trenches. Hi, welcome to Children's Ministry Monthly. This is episode four for November 2007. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is James. Super Dave. I'm your other host, and my name is Dave. Um, But I do want to say that you said we're focusing on the needs of the normal everyday children's minister. I don't think anybody's normal. Well... That that you know. well the the fact that everybody's not normal makes that normal for us. Oh, hey, dude, did you read the book? Everybody's normal till you get to know them. No, I don't read yeah. books. Oh, that's right. You're I, in children's I just, ministry. I just trust the Holy Spirit to guide me. <laughs> oh no, I don't do There's any no service prep or anything. Anyway, this is Children's Ministry Monthly. If you're still listening, and uh, <laughs> you can check us out online at See a Monthly. Dot com. You can email your input, ideas, comments, scathing reviews to monthly at gmail.com. Or you can call us on the Howl line at 206-350-4695. That's H-O-W-L. There you go. We are sponsored in part by Children's Ministry University Online. CMUO provides accredited and affordable children's ministry education online anytime anywhere so to learn more visit cmuo.com and so we'd like to welcome our new sponsors so thank you thank you so much yeah um we'll be talking a little bit about more them more later and we'll be playing one of their promos in the middle of the show so don't let me forget just a freshman he's the new kid been six weeks and he still sits alone it's time for children's ministry updates we always start off the show with a little update what you got for me this this month (laughs) well seeing how it's uh that time of year again halloween the whole candy explosion we had a a fall festival outreach uh service on two campuses we have two campuses actually four but two main campuses um one of our other campuses the ones we merged with we had a first ever fall festival down there um, where we also did an outreach I thought that was uh, a good idea you know it's more than just playing and eating candy we, mm-hmm. we actually sat them down inside and did a one hour real high energy service for them um, so I'm inside while the, uh, all the kids are outside playing on the inflatables and eating cotton candy and I'm inside prepping the last minute stuff for our service and I walk out into the foyer and I almost run into this um very scary uh, almost demonic looking clown that oh, I did not invite and I it, it really dude it really freaked me out I was like oh my gosh I've got all these kids here who is this joker <laughs> so I look up and then I'm cataloging okay is there anybody because we just merged with these people about eight months ago like, is there anybody in the church who's told me they do clowning and I'm like and then it hit me, this guy named Marvin. So I look at him. I'm like, Marvin, is that you? Because he's all painted up, you know. And he smiles. His teeth are black and yellow. And, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's me. And uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> this is not good. So I had to coach Marvin and uh, tell him where he could be and where he couldn't be. 
uh, and what he could and could not do. Um, yeah, and so Marvin, the uh, the Christian clown, showed up at my fall no festival. No joke. Now, now here's the funny part. Okay, now our, this month's topic, I don't think we've told it yet. But no, it's, we haven't. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. Yeah. It's things I wish someone would have told me, or I wish someone would have told me fill in the blank. Well, I invite the children's pastor who used to be on this campus before we merged. Um, he took another job when we merged, but we're still really good friends. I invited him down, and uh, when Marvin and I come walking out of the foyer, he busts out laughing. And I'm like, what is he laughing about? So I go up to him, and I was like, dude, you know, did you know Marvin was going to be here? And he, he hugs my neck and you know apologizes, asks for forgiveness and repentance. Um, but yeah, every year for three years, Marvin the Christian Clown showed up at his fall festivals unannounced and uninvited. Wow. So that's one of the things I wish he would have told me. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> and I, hear, I understand you have a, a special love for Christian clowning. Um, not really. No, oh. Oh. <laughs> no special so. love. I have, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I just I must be mistaking you for someone else. Well, no, I I um I had an experience with a with a Christian clown a few years uh. ago that that just really um, and I know not all Christian clowns are like this, but this guy was was a little scary, and he and Over he he um well he wore a bathrobe as his costume okay oh. so it wasn't the christian clowning aspect it was the fact that if we're going to do christian clowning and attach christian to anything shouldn't it be an improvement or a 2.0 on the 1.0 that the world's doing and not a point oh uh and and so this guy spot he really inspired me to create um a character called jojo the christian clown that you can check out at jojo the christian clown.com if you That's have cute. a healthy appetite for uh parody and uh, and a lighthearted view of the world. And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. So I don't have anything to worry about. But now my weekly <laughs> update or my month my monthly update it's is get to. yeah, <laughs> we do have a lot of stuff in our show today. Um, basically, we were going to do a trunk or treat, and we had to cancel it, and that was horrifying. It was terrible. Yeah. I hated it. Um, we had three main things that needed to come together, and at least two of them didn't. One of them, we didn't have enough volunteers. Um. Yeah, and and, and We're that's all just with that. yeah, no joke. So even even the big churches of five thousand, uh, you know, have the same issues you guys do. Uh, trust me, it's just exaggerated, stinking rated. There you go. There's a frustration There's a word. word. <laughs> it's like ginormous. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and then uh. So yeah. We and then also we had a huge donation that just fell through. And so what we had to do is just scale it back, and and uh, I tried to use some wisdom in how we you know conveyed it to the kids. We never used the word cancel. We just said we're moving it inside, and we're going to have church, and uh, you know we'll do the candy at the end of service. And so last night okay. we um, we lined a big old circular hallway with about fifteen to twenty people, uh, each with a big bucket of candy, and we had the kids walk around and around and around, and each time they passed each station, they got one piece of candy from that person. And it yeah. worked out because no matter how many kids showed up that night, and we had no way of gauging. You know, it could right. be, it could have been, uh, you know, thirty. It could have been a hundred. And uh, no matter how many kids, they would have all gotten exactly the same amount of candy by the time the ro- you know they had finished rotating. And it worked out great. So uh, for for the last minute changes, um, you know, that we did, it worked out. And um, very few people. Uh, you know, we hadn't done a lot of promotion before we decided we had to cancel, it, and that was a good thing. So it worked out. The other thing is. Um, 
I've done children's ministry in the inner city now for going on nine years. I think eight, yeah. eight and a half, nine years. Seen a lot of fights, seen a lot of things, but I never, until last Wednesday night, uh, not this Sunday, Wednesday night, seen blood before. Um, and I and 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 not and if I ever thought I would, I never thought it would be in the preschool class. Oh um, no! In a fight, yeah, <laughs> dude, this kid. <laughs> <laughs> this little kid racked this other boy and and, and the and the boy that he racked was big a big kid yeah. and usually is the one that throws his weight around to the other kids and this little dude just popped him in the nose popped that thing wide open little oh, man no. had blood all over his face and down his shirt i mean it was just horrifying and um you know there's a few circumstances that happened after that the parents weren't real happy obviously but it wasn't as you'd imagine the parent that uh got their kid beat up it was the parent that hit the other kid that was very defensive and angry and so yeah we ought to do a show eventually on disciplining parents everybody lift your hands up to the lord who reigns on high everybody lift your hands up to the lord who reigns on high We're talking about things that we wish someone had told us, and we asked for your input, and for the second time ever, we actually got some. We have a voicemail and at least two or three uh, emails to read later on the show. But first, we want to go through a few news items. We do have a new sponsor, that's CM uh, Children's Ministry University Online, and we do urge you to go over and check out what they're doing over there at Children's Ministry University. It is a subsidiary, an online version of what they're doing over in Pennsylvania at Valley Forge Christian College. Uh, Jason Rohde and Dick Gruber head up uh, that online segment of that, and um, you ought to go check them out at cm. Uh, what did I say? cmuo.com and yeah. uh, check that out brand new sponsor thank you we're very grateful that they saw value in what we're doing and chose to sponsor us for a time um, also we have brand new forums over at cm cmmonthly.com slash forums and if you're not familiar with that it's basically an online community a bulletin board where you can post messages and receive answers from people uh, you can post questions you can post ideas uh, you can just shoot the breeze about movies about um you know, the golden compass. Whoa, I don't know how many emails I've gotten this week about that, but it's about a hundred yeah. Yeah, a day. Uh, so you can you can get on there and check that out. So that's our new segment for today. Let's get right into our monthly topic. Things I wish someone had told me. Okay. What I imagine for this is this is just a, a time for us to go back through our years and uh, or months even and just kind of reflect on things that kind of caught us by surprise or jumped out and scared us about children's ministry that we wish somebody had set us down and told us before we got started. Or maybe things that people did tell you that, you know, you're glad they did. So why don't you yeah. get us started, Dave? I really wish you would have told me you were a girl before we got hooked up together and involved with children's ministry and this podcast and all but you know Um, i forgot one more piece of news i'm sorry dave that's really funny and all but um we are looking for a new co-host dave this is dave's last (laughs) month so uh if you're interested give me a call all right yeah i'm being replaced okay (laughs) all right i can handle it check it out 
Um, the okay, the very first thing I came in. I okay, let me back up. I was uh, volunteering as a children's pastor for about two years, and uh, kind of filling in the gap between a staff rollover and having a really good time. Uh, the Lord really laid on my heart that I should probably be thinking about doing this full time. Um, I didn't like that thought at all. I <laughs> ran from it, in fact, and there's the last thing I was looking to do. Um, and so it was, I came in with uh, probably ahead of the curve because my wife was a children's pastor in years past. So I, I had been in the ministry for a, quite a while and, and saw several of the things that she had to learn the hard way and walk through and had some really good mentorship from a mutual friend of ours, David Godbout. <laughs> And uh, learned a lot from him too, but one of the th- there's but there's always things that surprise you, and it's um, let me tell you the big thing for me uh, that I had to learn, and luckily it was it, this was a positive, um, but for a lot of people it's a negative, um, but it, I think it bears thinking about. Okay, here it is: your environment will make you look better or worse than you are, and what I mean by that is if you're church or your staff places um, a very high priority on relational type ministry or uh, getting to know each other you know having you know great chemistry with the team and uh, you don't have that then but but on the other hand you're just an incredible administrator and organizer and motivator of people you know no matter how well you do at that part of your job that you do so well you're going to have a really hard time fitting in with the environment that you work in. Mm. Um, however, if you are just a relational out the yin yang, and you know love people, love talking to people, and getting to know kids, and have a, a fun personality, and the staff love you, but you're horrible at administration and organi- organization and, and things of that nature, you're going to be given a pass for a while, I think, because um, of who you are, you know. And it's just depending on what your church places a high priority on is. Um, I think whether or not you're going to succeed where you're at, but the good news is is you can change. So, seeing that firsthand, a lot of people change. Very cool. Yeah, that's one of them. So basically, being just being in tune with what your church is and and where they're at, and try. I call it um, if I'm not if I'm not way off, call it uh, rotating around. I, I use the idea of planets, and I I don't want to be on my own little rotation, my own little orbit. I need to be rotating and orbiting around the planet of my main church and what they want. Um, many, I know children's pastors, sometimes we, we tend to be the most bitter people in the church sometimes. I know I've, I've struggled with that, especially when you start having problems and all this. Yeah, and yeah. and uh, I think that happens when we get out of touch and when we start spinning on our own orbit. But our job literally, I like the way Jim Weidman says it, you know, I don't see children's pastor in the list of uh, of all of the jobs uh, that that we have, I see pastor, and so I have to imagine that my job is underneath his, and I don't have a job except for the the church. And so, yeah, my rotation, right. my orbit is around what God has called that church to be. I'm not supposed to be spinning out on my own, and when I do that, I am setting myself up for frustration. So, exactly, yeah, yep, that's good. Yeah, good spin on it. <laughs> no pun so, intended. None at all. all. Right. See, you're fast. You catch on. So uh, what have you got? I've got one. Um, my suggestion is don't – if you're brand new, and uh, here's something I wish somebody had told me because I did not follow this rule. Uh, don't change anything your first year. 
Okay, you you can if you want to, but you're gonna probably do your own podcast a year later and say don't change anything your first year. But we're all you know ready to go full guns when we get into a new position. We want to prove ourselves. We're gonna change curriculum. We're gonna change the name and the logo. We're gonna fire some people, hire some people. We're gonna put a new uh, mission statement together, and you know all that stuff the books tell you to do. But I'm just telling you in practicality and reality. Just you showing up for work on Monday through Sunday is going to be so drastically different, and you'll never notice because you weren't there before you were there. And that's just simple physics right there. You'll never know how much you're changing just walking in the door, and people are going to have to get used to you. And you can use the energy that you would have spent recreating everything, uh, learning the history of the children's ministry you just took over. Because I don't care if you started it from scratch. There's still church history. There's people that have done it before you. There's people that are doing it currently, and you don't know where they've been and what they've done. And as innovative and as new as America pushes us to be, even in ministry, there's nothing wrong with looking back and seeing what did work and what didn't and, and putting value on workers that have been there, maybe working longer than you've even been saved, you know? So, right. uh, you know, I, I see a trend in you and even in children's ministry that we value youth over experience. And I've been guilty of that being a, a young guy, 30 in my mid thirties myself. Um, so yeah, just don't, change anything your first year just Good. give it time and that came from uh not from me but i i heard that from david Godbout. unfortunately uh a little too late but you, you know there are going to be situations especially if you came in replacing a, a a situation that uh wasn't that was less than ideal maybe the pastor has given you certain things that you must change you know he wants this to be different he wants you know that mm-hmm. to be different he wants more spirituality he wants less games he wants more games the kids aren't having fun i know i walked into a situation like that um you're going to have to do do some of that initially and it is going to hurt some people and run some people off but outside of that i don't know man that's my 10 cents yeah no that's good though because i mean that that, that exactly you hit the nail on the head because if we do that then you know you're going to lose more people than you would have if you'd have waited it was three two years before we um actually put together a new mission statement um and i didn't think it would be as big a deal as it was but um you know i think we ours is pretty cool right now but um what that that kind of leads me into into mine. I had the same thing. Don't try to change too much too fast. Mm. Uh, people have to be taught how to change before they will change. And uh, we have a saying around here at Christ Chapel is, if there's one constant, it's change. You know. Um, and so in such a fast changing environment, people have to be taught not only to accept it but to embrace it um, in order to succeed. We have a, a, a team model, uh, motto on the children's team. It's called Flexilence, which is flexible excellence. Wow. Uh, ex- excellence and flexibility. And that, uh, we, we, basically what that, what that means is we prefer other ministries other than ourselves. We're not just thinking of ourselves and in, in, in how we plan, you know, everything we do, every planning session is, you know, well, how will this affect the youth department or, because uh, we, we live in a shared space. You right. know, our arena is used by three or four different ministries. So if we're planning something huge, it's going to have uh, repercussions for the other ministries. So, um, and then we've, we're first to flex, you know, and, but I think that 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 um, is that helps us more than anything. You know, it's a little. Uh, it, it causes a little problems on the front end, uh, but basically what that does is I think we gain favor with the other ministries, favor with God. You know, we've we've got a right heart about 
about how we go about our change and and being excellent while also being flexible. Right. And God's so, going to honor that. He's going to bless that. Yes. Exactly. Um, here, here's mine. Um, don't get in. I wish somebody had told me. Don't get into a position where you're constantly having to outdo yourself. That's a that's a pitfall of the up and coming first time minister. I think because we want to be exciting and awesome, and we're inspired by Disney and Nickelodeon and all of the mm-hmm. big churches and all this, and we we get into a position where every Sunday has to outdo the next one, and every game has to be more exciting than the last one, and Early on, I did have – I'm going to mention his name again. Dave Gobout told me told me this very important tip. So, again, this is one that was told to me. Um, he's, he, he, he talked about segments, you know, just figuring out segments, a victory verse segment, a puppet segment, a story segment, an object lesson segment, a video lesson segment, and then filling those with good content and not constantly trying to outdo yourself because you will burn yourself out. Um, right. And let me add one more since it's quick. Uh, prayer works better than complaining. That's, <laughs> yes. that's something that nobody taught me, I, told me, unfortunately. But again, we children's pastors, I think we tend to – we can be the most bitter people in the church because I believe children's ministry is the – it takes more from you than probably any other ministry. Um, you You walk away at the end of the day – knowing you made an impact, but you also know that you feel like you just did a 16-hour job in two hours, you know, that morning. Um, oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what I wish someone would have told me. Dude. That exhaustion you feel uh, at the end of Sunday. Well, my pastor told us that, yeah, every sermon you preach is like working an eight-hour day. So yeah. I imagine working with kids after you did the sermon and led worship and did the game and had to deal with covering mm-hmm. the people that didn't show up. Yeah, you at least got a 16-hour day that you just put in in two hours or whatever. Um, incredible uh, how tired you get. <laughs> it is. What do you got? I got okay. Um, okay, here's the thing. I'm a very laid back, easygoing, non confrontational type person. Um, so basically, that means I hate any type of controversy, conflict, uh, adversity. Um, and I'm sure that's the way I was raised. But no, you don't. here's the here's the thing. Except when it comes to you, I love to bust your chops. But um, <laughs> see, folks, well, you know, he just we hurt lied. the ones we hurt the ones we love. <laughs> if you run from conflict. It's things I wish someone would have told me. If you run from conflict, then conflict will be your constant companion. Oh, man. Um, conflict will swallow you like the whale swallowed Jonah. <laughs> and, and God knew exactly what I needed uh, to do. And almost almost immediately, within a month, there was this, uh, this conflict from a, a lady on one of my teams. And it was so... It, it's, it took me by such surprise. I was speechless. And... Um, had a really hard time dealing with it, I guess. Mm. It, it, I went to prayer about it. I was like, God, you know, you know me. And he's like, yeah, I do know you. That's why you're putting you through this. <laughs> so what it was good. And the end was very good. Okay. Uh, the end result was very good. But it was a very, very tough thing to walk through. Uh, but here's the thing I've, I, I learned from that is, you know, whenever you see conflict on the horizon or, you know, you just you kind of get – a check about somebody or something they said, a comment or whatever, you've got to address it immediately. And um, by doing that, you will head off more conflict than, than you'll have to deal with on the back end. So just. That's true. It's, it's like the, uh, it's like the fib veggie tales, fib movie where the thing gets bigger and bigger every time you tell it. Yeah. What's veggie tales? 
I don't know, man. It's it's something people think you're still for elementary schoolers. Uh, oh, anyway, okay. uh, it's uh, but uh, unlike a lie that has to be managed and revisited uh, to grow, conflict has to be ignored to grow. So good point. Very good point. Mm. Um, let's see. I've got. Oh man, this is a huge, and I wish somebody had told me because it's about volunteers. And here it is: the right people are worth waiting for. How many? It's not like a true love waits kind of thing, is no, it? No, no. Oh. The right people are worth waiting for. It, you, you know, we're all praying for people to come in. We're all trying to recruit. We're all, you know, frustrated and wishing and hoping and all this kind of stuff. Um, and you wonder why don't more people show up? Why, you know, I made yeah. an announcement. Pastor made a plea. I've been praying. I put it in the bulletin. Why don't people show up? Um, I'm telling you, do you want bodies filling chairs or do you want hearts? Do you want people that really right. want to be there? And, you know, I can recruit all day long, and I have done it, and I will get somebody for a quarter, and then they will move on to what they were really called to do. Or I can wait and be patient, and God will bring them to me. Yes. I'm going to tell you, we do a foundations class, and we get these cards. People have to fill one out before they finish the class saying they will try out a ministry. And I'm telling you, every person that I've ever kept from those cards contacted me about children's ministry before I even got the card. Mm-hmm. So it, it taught me, yeah, I can go out and recruit, which you know is a big topic right now, and, and, I, and I do it. Um, and we can talk about more about my methods later on in another uh, show, but uh, I'm telling you, the ones God has brought me and the ones I've prayed for and waited for were worth yes. it because I keep yes. them for five, six years. So, and hand in hand with that, um, let me see, there was one more that had to do with workers. Um, go ahead, I'll find it. <laughs> no, I just wanted to tag in off of that too. Um, <clears throat> recently, had been praying for, I needed one more solid key man. I need a needed a guy in uh, kids own kids church uh, and it, that's just one of the one of the holes I'll, I'm trying to fill holes based on 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 what we need um, not necessarily just what I want because God always gives us what we need we don't always get what we want though mm-hmm. and um, even though we, we we do talk a lot about struggling for volunteers and not having enough help most of the time we have what we need and um, and I don't I think I don't know Anyway, just to go along with what you were saying, really prayed for for the guy that that God would send my way. Um, And he sent this older gentleman, probably in his late 50s, early 60s, uh, old iron worker. And I'm like, okay, who is this guy? You know, big hairy beard and all this. But got to know him. His name is Joel. And he's just like a gentle giant, you know, and it's somebody that the kids would immediately connect with. I fell in love with the guy. And, um, invited him to come in sit in kid zone and and see what he thought and and he told me afterwards he said man i just i have a heart for children i love children and this is probably the last guy i would ever think about asking you know and i was really nervous about asking him like joel listen man you know i'm not saying you have to do this or i know i heard from god but i've been praying and and you keep coming to my mind and mm. i want you to think about coming into kid zone he's Oh, I'll pray about it, you know. And he, one of the most solid people we've got, man, awesome. just loves it. He was out; he had uh, knee surgery. They replaced his whole knee, um, and he was out for six weeks. Came back; he was almost in tears first Sunday back. He said, "Man, I miss this oh. so much." Oh. You know, that's like yes. <laughs> well, and the great thing about people that God calls is, even when they want to leave, they'll be like, "I can't go." God hasn't released me. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> Even when their kid isn't in children's church anymore and they still don't go, you know, it's like, yes. yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's an awesome but thing. On the other hand, you have those who you're trying to get rid of. And yeah, you're like, well, that's yeah, another show. Really, <laughs> he's that's, released it. That's another, that's another three months of shows right there. Uh, <laughs> oh, the one I wanted to do out of order is at the bottom of my list for some reason. Um, we're talking about getting workers and recruiting and all that. Um, you wonder why your bulletin ads don't work? Here's what I wish somebody had told me, and I had to learn it. Bulletin ads only have value after five weeks in the bulletin. I'm telling you that right now. Um, here's why. I, I, I did some, some research, some minor accidental research, and I found that if I put that thing in the bulletin a couple of times and then it goes away, people assume that I filled the positions. Uh, and it takes five weeks at least because I start getting calls after the fifth week. Hey, have you filled that missionette's position? Hey, have you done this? Hey, do you still need somebody in there? I've seen it in the bulletin over and over and over. And God's been talking to me. And I just, you know, I've been thinking somebody else would do it. And, you know, maybe that's just a big church issue. But I'm telling you, um, just making one plea and putting it in the bulletin just one or twice. And I'm telling you, people are going to assume that you filled the position. It's just like online on these uh, places that are put, posting um, job ads. If you went uh-huh. to go apply for that job and you didn't see the ad up anymore, you'd assume somebody got the job. So that's just that's my ten cents right there on that one. I like that. The other that's one I cool. have if if is a if a little boy threatens to poop his pants, he uh-huh. he isn't bluffing. <laughs> Kids will okay. fake having to pee, but uh-huh. if if somebody tells you they have to go dump, uh, I'm just telling you very bluntly, they aren't playing. They're not joking with that. And especially if they have discipline problems and they're threatening to poop because they're mad at you, they will do it. They will do it right there, boy. So stand your stand your ground. I, I'm not saying don't stand your ground in those situations, but just be prepared for the fallout, right. literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> That's I've never heard that. Yeah. Never had boy, a, this kid looked at me right in my face, and he's just like, I, I wanted him to go back to class, and he wouldn't. And he's like, I'm going to poop my pants. I'm like, well, do it. And he did yeah. right there. Oh. Had had it in reserve, apparently under pressure, ready to go at any time. I don't know. I, I don't know if, <laughs> if we all had that kind of regularity, we'd be all happier people. But I dude. know in control. You got to admire that. You know, <laughs> he couldn't control his behavior, but he had his physical <laughs> attributes under control. Anyway, that's hilarious. We have a bathroom rule in kids zone where we only let the kids go during prize time or yep. game time. There you go. No worship, no sermon, right? Absolutely. Exactly. We make them do a pee pee dance first, too. No, we don't. But you judge how? No, that's a good idea, and see how good your dance. You know, serious are you? How committed to this are you? That's right. Yeah. What? what, You got any more? These are good. I got. Yeah, I got. um, At least yours are. No, I love that poop one. That's cool. Um. (laughs) Had to get at least one in there that was funny. Most of mine do deal with change and conflict. I don't know, man, because I, I guess because I've I've changed so much, right? And had to deal with a lot of conflict. Um, they they kind of go hand in hand. Um, go ahead and cover a couple more of yours. Okay, see where we just go. because you're a parent does not mean you're good with kids. This is a, another worker one. Most of mine have to do seem with workers and 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 just getting your feet off the ground. Um, Every time I talk about needing people, whether I'm talking to one of my leaders or another parent or another worker, everybody has the idea, hey, let's recruit parents. And that's a great idea. But the problem is um, just because you're good with – just because you have a child does not mean you are good with kids. It doesn't automatically qualify you. People have said, why don't you mandate that parents work at least once a month? And there's various reasons. One, because, again, I want – I don't want bodies. I want hearts. And – 
I don't want people who are stressed out and, and have been with their kids, especially since I've got kids of my own now, I realize that one of the services I provide, and this blends into my next thing, um, I provide, and, and everybody's going to flip out and turn off the podcast, but I babysit people's kids for them. Yeah. Okay? Most of us children's pastors just just cringe at that. But you know what? That's the other thing I wish somebody had told me. God got a hold of me one day because I was like, I, these people just treat me like a babysitter. And, I'm not, I'm not. and God said, you know what? If that's all you did was babysit these kids, you would be pro- still providing an awesome service for these parents. Because I've realized it, after, a, after a week of dealing with my kid, I treasure and, and look forward to times where I can spend at peace without having to discipline, without having to be the parent, and just soak in. And so, yep. you know what? Get over that. If that's a struggle of yours, and, and I tell my workers that, if that's all we really did, we would still be providing and God would still be blessing it. Now, luckily, we are training and we're equipping and we're supporting what the parents are doing in their home and even helping the parents to do more than they are. But um, all that to say, parents um, aren't necessarily always a perfect fit. And so just remember that. That's one of the things I've learned. And then and then that blends right into your attitude. And then I'll give you the, the mic back. Your attitude is contagious to your leaders um you you've got to have a good attitude uh in order to have a good attitude in your in your staff because it's like this i can't matter of fact david godbout again told me this this week people tell you you know to change your attitude and control your attitude and you can't you really can't i can't control my attitude i just have one i don't maybe i'm just weak but maybe you're like me and you're weak too and you just can't when you have a bad attitude you cannot pretend to be kind and it's true because it's going to leak out of your attitude your attitude is going to leak out of all your conversations your responses um your actions uh when things go wrong it's going to bleed out so what he suggested and i'll pass on to you is change your you cannot control your attitude necessarily but you can control your perspective on things, which then in turn will change your attitude. And so I God has gone through the last year or so to, to and just humbling me and saying, you know what, even if that's all you are, even if you are really the low guy on the totem pole, even if nobody wants to work, even if those parents are abusing you and, and they don't want to work, but they just want to drop their kids off, all the stupid things that the devil tries to tell you, even yeah. if... Are you still willing to do that if that's what I've called you to do? And the answer to that has got to be yes. And once you have that perspective that I'm here to serve God and I'm here to serve these families no matter what that means, I'm here to, I'm here to improve my church no matter what they need from me, um, I'm telling you that, that attitude will be contagious. You, your, your leaders are going to serve you and support you the way you're leading and supporting um, yes. your 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 leaders, and that's just that's a truth that's bigger than this podcast. I've heard that all over the place. So yeah, that's true. Cool. Well, listen, I've got one more that's uh, that I'll give you, and it's it's very practical, um, and it it came from a, sel- a fellow children's pastor here in Georgia, and uh, he talked about in the beginning starting in ministry, having a service schedule. Having everything laid out, mm. uh, printed out on paper, you know, instead of getting up and having in your mind what you want to do, um, put it on paper, and and that's one of the first things I learned that really helps keep me on track. I hate a list, but I love my service schedule. Yes, I'm not I'm not a list guy at all, and that drives my wife guy. crazy. But um, yeah, I'm, 
yeah, and your right brains too. That's weird. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, structure your service. Put it on paper. You, you know exactly uh, what what you're going to do next. Who's going to be doing it? If you have multiple volunteers, schedule them in uh, and let them know. Type out a little brief summary. Uh, just made a little chart in a word document, and um, it's really helped keep everyone on track. And what I also like to do is have someone in the service who is like a director, not you know, not on stage directing, but prepping my my volunteers okay you're next and you're doing offering and uh this is what you need to do and say and 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 just make sure you're ready because we all know that any downtime in children's ministry will uh it just sucks all the momentum out of the room everything you've you've tried to build up so we try to keep everything flowing from one to the other and one to the other um and and again i have a whole big philosophy we won't go into on that but just structure your service write it out so you know where you're headed absolutely i I am too much of a – I say it this way. I'm too unorganized not to be organized. And uh, so that's how I can be right brain and still love bullet lists. I write everything down because I know I'm scrambled and I'm unfocused. <laughs> so if I – matter of fact, the other day it was really bugging me, all the things that are still loose ends in children's ministry that aren't done and that still – you know, just for different reasons, financial or otherwise. So I sat and wrote down an entire list – of everything that I'm unhappy with with children's ministry. And you know what I found is not only is it better to see it, it just it, it took all the mystery out of it. It's now it's it's not a huge list. It's just like ten yeah. things and they seem a lot more doable now because my left and right brain are now communicating and it's great. Uh-huh. So yeah, all you right brain people, we we if you keep it in your head and you don't write it down, it's going to get inflated and it's going to seem absolutely impossible. But um, trailing back to what he said about the, the service schedule, I didn't even think to mention that. I am a service schedule fiend. And it, yeah. now, and, and some people are going to trip. A, a minority of people are going to trip and say, well, what about the moving of the Holy Spirit? Well, obviously, any schedule is at the mercy of the Holy Spirit. But yes. here's my challenge to that. Could the Holy Spirit not move in the creation of that schedule as much as he could in the live moment. The problem I have with us as Pentecostals and and maybe even those that aren't is that we use the Holy Spirit sometimes as an excuse not to prepare. It's laziness. It it is. And and I know God can take over any service he wants and he always has that ability and that right. But the thing is, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I've seen that my whole life is we're just going to get up here and we're going to flow. And my thing is the Holy Spirit is more apt to be there and take over when you have prepared because preparation is like a sacrifice. It's time. I'm not going to offer anything to the Lord that doesn't cost me anything. And likewise, I'm not going to offer anything to the kids that hasn't cost me something because they are valuable. So there you go. I'll, I'll jump off my soapbox. You got me riled there. No, man, that's completely true, though. I mean, it, that's that's everything that's prayer in a nutshell is preparing our bodies preparing god's house mm-hmm. um you know anytime we you know cover the lord's house in prayer he's going to move you know he's it gives it gives him more flexibility or freedom i don't know but i know that that our church has been in a two-year prayer focus and and we've seen and felt the presence of the holy spirit and god just stronger than we ever have um the staff that we're involved in on Christ Chapel, we pray for an, at least an hour every day as a staff in wow. the church, and it's just it's transformed us into praying people. Instead of ministers who pray, we're praying people who minister now. And um, I like being known as 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 a prayer. Right. And you know, it's just I can't imagine, I can't make it through my day without it anymore. Awesome. You know, where before it was yeah a few minutes a day maybe, 
and then when you really get in trouble, you got to really start praying. But no, man, it's just awesome. Mm. Anyway, um, big soapbox. I, yeah, we all got them. I've got three more, and then we're going to go to a break. Um, okay. Three things that I wish three three more things I wish somebody had told me. Um, children's ministry is more than Sunday morning service. Yes, it is. <laughs> but you what don't do you know do all that. Week, James? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, it, and that's the thing. It's more than just prepping for that service. You know, people people wonder that. But um, and that leads right to the next one. Children's ministry is not just a ministry to children. It's it's to the children. It's to your parents. It's mm-hmm. to those workers that you have, and it's to your church as a whole. What do they need to grow and to be uh, fruitful? And so I wish somebody had told me that because, yeah, you focus on the kids to the point – I've seen children's people that have focused on kids so much they can't even talk to other adults in social situations. It's And right. I've seen that in elementary school teachers for that matter as well, so it's not that we're just guilty of that. But sometimes we feel more comfortable, and it draws people that do have social weirdnesses anyway, and I'm going to be the first one to say <laughs> Hey, I used to be that guy. I'm shy. I'm introverted. Uh, typically, if you put me in a room full of people, I'm not going to talk to anybody for you know three months until somebody yeah. comes and talks to me. And then after that, you can't shut me up. But uh, that's uh, right. <laughs> but <laughs> with uh, with with the children, um, you've got to look beyond them. You're, you're you're ministering and partnering with the parents. You have a responsibility to your workers to build relationships with them to give them what they need, and then um, you owe your pastor. Because um, you're you're actually doing his children's ministry for him, because uh, that anointing flows through him. I know that for a fact. Then, lastly, uh, this is my favorite one, and, and you even uh, mentioned this one before the show. Once in a while, no matter what, no matter how much you prep, pray, uh, fast, whatever, how many demons you cast out of the chairs before the kids come in, your yeah. kids will be all crazy at the same time about once a month. Yeah, oh, we so true. we call them full moon Sundays, and it, I don't know what it is, but maybe and sometimes it skips a month, and it's it maybe it's every you know five or six weeks, but they come in and they are just insane. And I've yeah. tried to figure out a pattern to it. Is it after a holiday? Is it after a teacher work day? Is it right before the end of school? And some of that plays in, but sometimes there's just nothing else other than the world must be spinning a little faster than normal for them. And all of them have ADHD for a full Sunday. And you're, you know, uh, it's just, you just want to pull your hair out. My workers know how I am and they come up, Pastor James, it wasn't you. The kids were nuts. They were nuts. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Really? They're just being nice. It's really you. Yeah. Five or six weeks. That must be it. That must be it. So, yeah, every five or six weeks, I just go through a phase where I'm really, I'm like invisible and they just ignore me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, oh, yeah. let's take a quick break and uh, we'll uh, hear a promo from Children's Ministry University Online and we'll be, be right back after, the, after that on the other end. See ya. Are you looking for accredited children's ministry training that is both affordable and flexible? Look no further than Children's Ministries University Online. CMUO offers fully accredited college-level children's ministry education that can be completed entirely online. All courses are user-friendly, utilizing the latest in self-paced online educational technology. Classes present a practical, no-nonsense approach to children's ministry. Best of all, CMUO is affordable. Tuition is offered at a discount of over 80% compared to most traditional on-campus college courses. Looking for more details? 
Log on today to cmuo.com. New courses begin monthly, so you're free to start your studies whenever you are ready. Again, that address is cmuo.com. All right, and we're back. And again, just like to thank our sponsor, uh, Children's Ministry University Online. So check them out at cmuo.com. Um, and did you know I took a course from them one no, time? No, tell me about it. Why don't you? Yeah, it was very cool. Was it fun? I Yeah, I had big aspirations. You know, was, you can get credentialed somewhat through their program. And um, I... Uh, it's right when I first had come on staff, and I signed up for their one of their one of their courses, and it was great. You know, I was doing the work, and I was ahead of the head of the curve, and and then we started talking about multiple campuses and churches, and <laughs> life got really crazy, and uh, I didn't do so good after that. Aww. So yeah, did you I do it barefoot? Really though? strong. Did you do it barefoot? Did you barefoot? Yeah, on their ads they have people in bare feet just doing classwork. I just wanted to know, uh, did you do it barefoot? No, I was. I, I mostly did it in my office okay. at the church, so I had to wear pants. <laughs> and uh, but I fell asleep one afternoon and got caught sleeping in my chair. Oh, yeah, it was did, bad. Did Dick Gruber uh, reprimand you? <laughs> did he send you <laughs> no. a nasty note? No, these kids came and started banging on my door, and they're like, "Super Dave's asleep. He's asleep. He's uh-huh. a slacker." And then it was just like, yeah, then everybody knew it's not so super like, anymore. Shut up! <laughs> I just closed my eyes. I was sleeping. So are we back? Are uh, we yeah, back? yeah, we've got oh, we've got wow. listener questions and input, and we have a fellow named Brent that sent in um, ten things that he wishes somebody had told him. So why don't you enlighten us there, Dave? And according to this paper, they are appearing in no particular order. Okay. Uh, okay. Number we'll call it number one since, or no, let's call it number ten. Okay. <laughs> number ten. I wish someone had told me that I didn't have to run the nursery. I would have done this. CM sooner. I would. Children's I would have ministry. done children's ministry sooner. Yeah, I don't have to do nursery either. <laughs> really? How yeah. do you get away with that? I got to do nursery, man. Wait. What's up with that? <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't mind it, but uh, yeah, they yeah. have somebody that does that. They call well, it family care pastor, and he takes care of the the um, the cradle and the grave. So he does the teenagers <laughs> and the uh, the babies. I know it's weird, but that's that's what we do. I need to get me one of them. Yeah, that you sounds, do. It's pretty. I'm nice. going to have a meeting. <laughs> Okay. I'm going to steal me a family life, Pastor. <laughs> Number nine. Uh, was someone had told me that I had to get parents to buy into our activities, I would have more influence. Well, that and they're the ones that drive. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're not teenagers yet. No. Okay. Number eight. I wish someone had told me that children's ministry is so volunteer intensive. No, seriously. You need tons of people. Yeah. Well, yeah. either that or one really large person. Yeah. Yeah. Since we're weighing them, you know, we're, we're valuing them by their weight. Tons right. of people. Could, they could be like three in one, you know? <laughs> yeah. All right. I wish someone would have told me to build a team before planning events. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> Things would definitely work better. Yeah, the Easter egg hunt's over, and you, you're standing there. You've just been trampled by 35 children. You're like, uh-huh. man, I think I uh, should have had some more people here, you know? Yes. Instead of them just ripping the eggs out of the back of my car, it would have been cool to have a team here to distribute them evenly across the field. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Who would have thunk it? All right. I wish someone had told me that there would be so many moms sulking around all oh the time. Oh, my gosh. What What does he mean by that? I don't, I don't know. know. Apparently, he has, a, he has some really drab uh, moms. I don't know. They must be. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. My no. parents are so glad to drop their kids off. I don't even hardly see them. I mean, it's a struggle to make them check their children in. They just want to oh, throw them. They want exactly. to drive by and dr- throw yeah. them out of the car. So. Yes. Okay. Maybe he can call in or type in and tell us yeah. what he means by that. I'm curious. <laughs> I want to know. Send us a picture, some secret footage of sulking moms. <laughs> I've uh, got six comments I'm not going to say. All right. I wish someone would have told me that I shouldn't say crap in any form. <laughs> Wait a minute. In front. Would, in from in front of the sixth graders or first graders. <laughs> Basically, don't say the word crap. <laughs> That's, yeah. Or uh, yeah, shut or, up. Or, you know, shut up is the S word to a lot of kids. Dude, you know no that? joke. I, I, I said stupid one time, and, and all oh, my yeah. first graders go, <gasps> And, and it was yeah. in context and everything, you know. But right, oh. right. And the only time I use the word the term "shut up" in kids' zone is when I'm talking about the devil. You know, you tell uh-huh. them to shut up. You know, and they're like, it, it makes such an impact because that's well, anyway. you know. And Striper tried that cussing thing with the devil, and it worked out for them pretty good. Did they? Yeah, to yeah, hell, to hell that, with the devil. See, I could get them. Who's Striper? What are you talking about? <laughs> I wish someone would have told me that kids are a lot easier to impress than teens. Oh, no it's joke. Truth, oh, no joke. No just joke. Just show up. Just show Dude, up. Just love them. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to go through the coolness filter with kids. You just nope. you just be yourself and just love them. Oh, my goodness. Show a little bit of interest. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They love the one before me and they'll love the one after me. Yep. You know, that's that's the beauty of kids. All right. Um, I wish someone would have told me that. You can get a kid to do anything if you allow them 10 seconds to do it. (laughs) Yes, you can. And that's why there's a warning about leading these children astray. (laughs) I have a theory that I could ask kids to ask. If I did it right, I could invite kids to ask the Easter Bunny in their heart, and I would still get a pretty good response. (laughs) So yeah, you you better you better use that wisely. That's why I don't do eating games. I don't do any eating race games because kids no. will kill themselves trying to win. Oh, it's so funny though. Film it, man. No, it's, you it was funny website. with teenagers. Teenagers don't cry. Kids cry. I don't like <laughs> yeah, that. That's true. And throw up. We have a throw up rule in kids zone. If you play a gross game. We don't encourage you to throw up, but if you do, you will win extra points for oh your team. Oh my gosh! Yes. Uh. So. We've only had like maybe one a year, you know, so it's not extreme. All right. I wish someone would have told me, this is number two, by the way, that kids can memorize scripture like nobody's business. No joke. No joke. Yep. Especially if it's in music. A lot, almost every song we sing is a scripture song anymore, and they're really good. I get them from group publishing's uh, Faith Weaver Friends. I mean, not Faith Weaver Friends. Uh, uh, their Kids on Worship program sent out a new, they send out a new CD of songs every month and or every yeah. quarter. Love it. Absolutely love it. And it's good stuff, too. It's not like, you know, there's good kids' music, and then there's the really cruddy stuff that was done on somebody's Korg in their basement, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. But anyway. Your kids like it? Oh, yeah. And they don't even – and it's great because then you're like, hey, can you quote three scriptures for a prize? And they're like, no. And I'm like, 
uh, have I not commanded you? And they're saying, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. <laughs> Do not be discouraged for the Lord. Your God will be with you wherever you go. And they, they know all these verses, and it's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So and how many it helps times, me, too. It's a quick question on that. How many times do you sing a song before they get it? Um, Typically. It, yeah. It, well, we do motions with all our songs, yeah. and that seems to help them. I mean, it's easier for them to memorize lyrics and motions and tune together than it is for them just to memorize the music and the and the lyrics. So I'd say a good three times. Yeah. Before they're just you know, but but the parents tell me even songs we've done once the kids go home singing it. So I don't know. I don't know. Right. They're geniuses. Cool. But I have learned that even kids with mental blocks about learning and memorizing, they uh-huh. can memorize lyrics like nobody's business. And so yes. I urge parents put stuff to music. Even their spelling words, man, do it. So, Cool. All right, number one. The number one thing I wish someone would have told me. <laughs> Coffee is to parents as candy is to children. Ah, so there you go, kid people. Get some coffee in your children's ministry, and maybe you'll get those skulky moms to come around your church, too. No, you you give give coffee to the kids and candy to the parents. Oh man, that's like in Meet the Robinsons, which by the way I cried at the end of Meet the Robinsons. Did you? Oh my gosh! Oh, I seen, you need good? to see it. It's it's half half the movie is absolute ADHD psycho, and then the yeah. last half makes up for it by being a very awesome movie. And um, so you find out the first half was necessary. But anyway, there's a scene where the kids can't hadn't slept all night, and he grabs the lady's coffee. He's this little tiny little tiny kid. He goes, he sips it. And he's like. That's a good cup of Joe, and it's just the funniest thing. <laughs> I'm like, what? And she lets him keep it. <laughs> lets yeah. him keep the coffee. So, awesome. oh man, I got to drink beer when I was a kid, but that you know that was bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> uh Brent uh, sent in. An, uh, uh, not only did Brent send in an email uh, of the ten things, he also sent in some comments and stuff. He says, "Dear James and Mister Super, that's you. <laughs> hey guys, I love to hear what you're doing." I'm a new children's ministry director, and I'm getting a lot out of what you have to say. Funny, good information, and even relevant sometimes. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're going in the trash. Um, (laughs) Keep it up. It is refreshing to hear from young men like myself. Um, Did I remember hearing something about you guys posting a bit about how you do what you do? I'd love to produce something. Um, for my parents online, how do you record, edit, post? Please share with me your web skills. Thanks. And let Super Dave know that I appreciate his advice on strangling kids. Word. I thought you covered discipline last month. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we did. We left that part out. Yeah. About <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a great technique, but it works in an emergency. Um, it does. Pin them up against the wall. You know, Stop like- it. Shut but um, if, Stop if, talking. if you guys are interested in, in mimicking anything that we do, which I don't know why you would, or, or any kind of audio <laughs> recording at all, I will have a link on cmmonthly.com in the show notes to an article that I did that explains how we do what we do. So it's how we podcast. I made you do that, by the way. Yes, you did. And it's been awesome, glad? man, because I, I get emails all the time asking, how do you do this? And I refer them to that, and I never hear from them again. So it eliminates the human content aspect. See, I completely. had wisdom. And discernment in it's your awesome. life. Yeah. Uh, why don't you read? Uh, we got an email from Jonathan Long, family pastor at Crossroads Church. Here, okay, do it. Here, all right. It says, "Hey yeah. guys, we're, 
We're loving your podcast. I guess he's two people. Um, I was trained in a ministry that was very program-driven and focused heavily on events. We're trying to find the right balance with the children's ministry calendar and families' busy schedules. There are some families who say we don't have enough going on and want us to plan more things for their kids, as if six nights of soccer practice isn't enough. No joke. Yeah. And then there are those who don't show up to what we do plan because they say they're too busy. We don't want to do too much or too little, and we want it all to be purposeful. So, dot, 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 what is your opinion on a healthy schedule for the kids, and how often do you guys do things outside of your regular programs? Thanks, Jonathan Long. Okay. I'll, I'll take a first crack at this. Okay. Um, okay, your questions were about these parents. Um, obviously, you've got some parents that say you're doing too much. You've got some parents say you're not doing enough. So what I would urge you to do is figure out what God is calling your church to provide for their kids. Do not try to mimic anything that you did at another church because every church has a different set of needs. In my church, for instance, the other question you asked was how much do we do outside the normal programs? Not a whole lot, to be honest. Because of our location in the inner city and we pull from the inner city and the outer city, uh, the suburbs and, and, and even some of the rural areas, doing stuff in the in our church campus isn't very practical. Um, we won't pull a lot of people because they have to drive 40, 40 plus minutes. Um, also, there's just cost concerns because we have to provide security for cars and things every time we have anything on an off night that's not regularly scheduled. And then also, just we have financial needs. We're a big church, but we're not a rich church. And um, there is a lot of programs, especially in the inner city, that are doing a lot of these things with mentoring and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't want to duplicate what they're doing and I certainly don't want to make these programs my enemy by taking all of their kids away. I partner right. with them and I let them do it and I send and I keep a resource sheet. Um, yep. and, and then at the end of the day, God has called my church specifically to focus on helping parents uh, and families become more spiritual overall and just more like Christ. And so um, you know, we do Rangers missionettes on Wednesday nights. We have uh, Sunday school and JBQ first service. We have uh, elementary and preschool children's ministry second service. And then we have a rotation, small group-based, multi-age uh, service in the evening for our kids. Um, and that is what, you know, outside of outreach things like the trunk or treats and, and uh, right. uh, Easter egg hunts and stuff, that's mm-hmm. all we're doing. And you know what? We don't have any complaints. Uh, my, my advice for you with the parents that you're dealing with would just simply be, um, you know, I don't understand people complaining that we're not doing enough. I don't understand that. I, mm. And I certainly don't understand people complaining that you're doing too much because it's like, okay, just don't show up. That's like commenting negatively about a podcast you don't like. It's right. like, just don't listen, you know? So I don't know. That's my two cents. Well, let me let me tell you my philosophy on it. I I try to run everything. I, I will I, I refuse and I will not do an event just because I've always done an event. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to process things and and really be in prayer about the things that we do because one you're spending time, money, resources. You're pulling pennies out of out of uh, that you've deposited in your uh, volunteers. Um, that's just you know an analogy. You know you. You spend all this time and energy on your volunteers, and if you overwork them, they're not going to want to be in your ministry. Okay, now here's the thing that we do. Everything I do, I weigh this. Is it, is it a good idea or is it a God idea? Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of really good ideas. 
but I also know the difference in a good idea and a God idea because I can I can I can work my people to death, you know, and and have events, you know, once a month, twice a month, whatever, you know, and and not reap the rewards than having one really big God idea event, you know, and and the whole purpose is not to entertain their t- these children, right? You know, the whole purpose is to see their lives transformed and to uh, speak into their lives and be effective and see them change, you know. So, um, I would just say, you know put it out there like that that's why we don't do a vbs we have we have a huge church right next to us who has an outstanding vbs yep and uh I, I direct all of our parents to that one i'm like you know no we don't have a vbs but the church next door does and i recommend you go because it's awesome you know um so there's my two cents absolutely absolutely well it worries me that sometimes churches can get so caught up in providing um, you know, sports and and different things like that. Be only if that only concerns me if we are if we've lost focus on what we're really called to do, which is empower people to live their lives for Christ. Um, you know, and and I know it's a trend in America to be all you know a church to be almost just serve meet every purpose. But I don't know. There's value in letting kids go to a secular soccer team. You know, yep. um, and there's value in kids going to public school and and and, and things like that. Uh, if if we took them all out, there wouldn't be anybody in there to influence them. You know, we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world. So, it, it but it just comes down to what your church needs. And yep. um, my church, and I love the fact that there's an upward soccer league. My son loves soccer. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. The, the big church down the street does it. You know, yeah, and you don't I'm have to. I don't have to <laughs> exactly. exactly. Well, and there's yeah. there's programs like that going around here. I mean, I'm going to ask myself the question next year at Halloween. What am I thinking with my Halloween? Because there is a group of mansions that get together with this with this uh, Kansas City. Uh, thing and they they have they're sponsored they have tons and tons of candy and everybody in my neighborhood goes up there so am i going to try to compete with that or am i going to try to provide something different that attracts you you know uniquely people that need what our church offers or am i going to go and show up in mass and really impress that place and then and the people by by letting sheffield become a part of that and and just volunteering i don't know yet but um you know, it may mean that we don't do a Halloween outreach. I I don't know. I don't know yet. Right. Um, so anyway, and and I t- definitely agree. Question everything you do every year. We did a VBS one time as an experiment, and we found because of all the things I mentioned, we mostly attracted preschool kids, and it's it was basically people that were in the neighborhood that needed childcare for free for their children because the elementary kids in my neighborhood typically all go to summer school. And because they're paid a hundred dollars to go, and so that hurts me camp wise, and it hurts me for any kind of VBS. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to look at it and talk about not doing VBS per se, but doing a kids crusade in the evenings with VBS elements. So a rotational segment with a mass celebration at the beginning and end, and so um, you know with a special speaker in the whole nine yards. So kind of combining that idea, and so you know figure out what your church needs. Pray through it, ask if it's a good idea, and then try it. And uh, it's like Dave Gobbout says, push it off the cliff. If it flies, great. If it don't, drag it back up, rebuild it, push it off again. So There you go. <laughs> well, that I think that um, – oh, we, we're almost done. Uh, we have to do online resources. I want to share with you guys a couple of podcasts that I found that are children's ministry re- related, and you will enjoy them. First one is Children's Ministry Talk. 
brought to you by Dick Gruber and Jason Rohde. They're the guys that are doing, uh, that we've mentioned a couple times already. You can find that at www.childrensministrytalk.com. And they didn't even ask me to do this. This isn't part of my sponsorship deal with them. I found them and uh, they had told me they were going to be doing one soon and I found it. And so I think they're going to be surprised when they hear us pumping this on the show. It's a good show. I listened to both little episodes. They did one just as an intro uh, where Jason talked about their vision for the podcast and then they did one together introducing who they were. And so they're just getting started. So check them out on iTunes or uh, go to childrensministrytalk.com. Now, another one that I found, it's a fellow who's a, a layman in the Nazarene, Church of the Nazarene, and um, they are evangel- evangelical Christians, for all of those that aren't familiar with the denomination, but he is uh, doing a podcast called Monkey in the Middle, and it breaks every rule that I've ever seen for podcasting, not in an immoral way, just in a creative way from the yep. name of the podcast all the way through how he records it to the to the topics that he's covering to his voice. I mean, I don't even know this guy and I love him already. So I would really urge you go over to uh, heymonkey.libson.com. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> H-E-Y monkey.libson. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com and check him out. It's just an off the wall. He's only got a few episodes out, um, maybe even exactly a few, three, but I listened to him on the way in today and they are just, they're just stellar. He does interviews with kids. He tackles questions that some of us just don't even think about, uh, like multi-age ministry, teens with kids, you know, just stuff that most churches just are scared of. And I love that out of the box, out of the box thinking. And so, uh, check that out and, um, let us know what you're thinking. Cool. My monthly challenge, and Dave, you can pick one too, but I just wanted to be selfish a little bit because I love user interactivity and I love listener activity. So our monthly, my monthly challenge is if this podcast has been a blessing to you in any way, share it with somebody and let us know how it's been a blessing to you. And the biggest way, don't don't call us and brag on us or email us and tell us how awesome we are because we're not. Why not? Um, well, you can yeah, super, super Dave needs it. But, um, <laughs> but do it by it. contributing topics that you'd like to see covered. Submit your thoughts or just say hi. And then, of course, we always welcome iTunes reviews. So that's my monthly challenge. You've got a whole month, people. You can fit it in that busy schedule somewhere. What about you, Dave? Okay. I, I, I just want to challenge you if you – and I keep going back to this conflict thing. If you're avoiding conflict with you know who and you know why, to uh, to step up and 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 just be the example and you and, know and, ad- and address it. What 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 am I? Do I know whoa, what? Whoa whoa. Do What'd what you say? do what in address? What'd you say? Are you telling people to dress up in a dress to to face their problems? What, it, what? See, that's how I found out you were a girl. <laughs> I saw you wearing a dress that time. It freaked me out. I don't want to vomit. <laughs> Only on CM Monthly, folks. Yes. Oh, man. Again, thanks to our sponsor, Children's Ministry <laughs> University Online. CMUO provides accredited and affordable children's ministry education online, anytime, anywhere, barefoot or not. To learn and if more. If you do the work, sorry, if you do the work, you might pass. That's right. Okay. CMUO.com. Oh, boo. I know. I Next month, we are going to be discussing the idea. This is the, I'll just read it the way I wrote it. No storage. That's the title. Creative yeah. ways to deal with less than ideal classroom situations and storage issues. So, are we going to talk about how to fit your junk in the trunk? <laughs> yeah, if you have a problem <laughs> with junk in your trunk, 
If you're carrying your stuff back and forth from your house to your church, we need to hear how you are dealing with it. If you have less than ideal storage, if you have less than ideal classroom space, shared spaces, basement spaces. I mean, Dave, you remember the days when we used to do children's ministry out of a tent out back at a church. Yes, that was because they were building the new building. Yeah, and we made the best of that. It was wonderful. I never, oh. Yeah, it was. It was hotter than Hades, but it was yes. awesome. So South anyway, Georgia. send in your comments. Uh, you can visit us, start off by visit us at cmmonthly.com. You can email your ideas and comments, especially on our topic or this one that we just covered at cmmonthly at gmail.com. You can email in uh, your voicemails at 206-350-4695. We have forums. Make sure you tell somebody, leave an iTunes review, and I almost forgot we got a voicemail. Listen to this. Hey, this is Vance Free, children's pastor at Evangel Temple in Springfield, Missouri, by giving some information on the topic of what I wish I knew. One of the things that I wish I knew when I started out is that it's okay not to be right all the time, or that it's okay to mess up. Um, Give yourself a little freedom to do that. Try not to mess up all the time, but if you do, know that it's okay. You just need to be prepared to get up the next week or whatever you need to do, uh, whatever the next time is, and make things right. Or don't try to correct it necessarily, but just try to do the same thing and make sure that you do it right and you do it well. Another one to remember is that not everybody's going to like you. Um, I, I know at first I thought whenever I was in ministry, that because I was in the ministry, that everybody's going to like me and everything was going to be perfect. And that's just not the case. There's always going to be somebody that's not going to like everything you do. And that's okay. And it's, it's, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't necessarily like you. And that's okay, too. If you're in the place that God has called you, God will work it out for you. Another thing is to uh, get ready for puke. I know on a couple of different times we've had kids that have been in the back of children's church and then have puked. Uh, one had a little girl that told me she didn't feel good, and I was taking her to her mom, and on the way she puked. And then I had another... Kid, we were on a trip with a busload of kids to St. Louis from Springfield, Missouri, and I had kid puke in the bus or in the van. Oh, it was nasty. We had to pull over, clean him up, get him new clothes, and get him all set. And, and we did. We got him all straightened out, ready to go. His little brother, however, thought it was pretty neat. His big brother got new clothes, so he had chocolate pudding for lunch that day and got it all over him, thinking he was going to get new clothes, but it didn't happen. That's all for now. Just, uh, hey, guys, keep up the good work. Awesome. Thank you, Vance. Appreciate that. Vance out That's of cool. Vance Temple. Thanks for your input, buddy. And, uh, yeah, puking, man. I had a kid two weeks ago puke in the hallway, the main hallway down where the parents pick up their kids right before service left out, let out. So that was awesome. And it spread. Yeah. There was hardly any room to walk around it. And, Ooh. Mm. Nice. Luckily, we have a maintenance staff. God bless them. All right, that wraps us up for this week. Don't forget everything we said. Email, call in, forums, tell somebody. iTunes review. Next month, we're doing the whole thing about what storage. What did we call it? I can't remember now. No storage. Yeah. (laughs) Junk in the trunk. Stop it. What? What? How do you fit it all in there? (laughs) That's what I was wanting to ask you, but anyway... (laughs) All right, folks, that's me, uh, James from Kansas City. And this is Dave from Macon, Georgia. And we love you. I love you guts. (laughs) Don't say it's my line, dude. (laughs) Got last time.
man, I got a question for you. What's your question? How do I get one of these nursery uh, family educational death to birth directors? What'd you call it? I forget. (laughs) 